All roads lead to power. And on this show, we're going to break that idea down a little bit. What is power? Who has it? How do you get it? We'll deconstruct everything from motivation and mental health to anti-racism and addiction. Ultimately, the goal is to give you the tools and strategies that you need to live your most powerful life, being a force for good in the world and impacting the people around you in a positive way. Powerful is brought to you by me, your host, Jeff Kular. I help people change and build incredible teams. Welcome to the show. A realization that power without love is reckless and abusive and that love without power is sentimental and anemic. Because the so-called real world of men and money and power comes merrily along on the fuel of fear and anger and frustration and craving and the worship of self. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline. If people don't learn power, people don't wake up. If they don't wake up, they get left out. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering. Thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines. Every hunter and forager. Every hero and coward. Every creator and destroyer of civilization. Every king and peasant. Every young couple in love. Every mother and father. Hopeful child. Inventor and explorer. Every teacher of morals. Every corrupt politician. Every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The Earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the Earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. 
there is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. That's one of my favorite short audio clips, and I listen to it a couple of times a year because how Carl Sagan describes um, our planet and from the photograph taken by the Voyager spacecraft as it passed Saturn on its way out of our solar system as just a pale blue dot where we all live out our lives and everyone who's ever lived has lived out their lives. Um, it's a really poignant reminder of how short and how precious our lives actually are. Um, and that's a bit of a theme. I think the last couple of podcast episodes, certainly the theme for, from last week with Dr. Evil, better known as Catherine Van Kessel, where we talked about mortality and death and evil in the world and how when we don't consciously examine, reflect on our own mortality, strange things start to happen. Things like becoming more entrenched in our worldviews, whatever they happen to be. And certainly we live in a day and age where entrenchment and polarization uh, is a real, real topic, a real phenomenon. And so I find that exercises like this, like Carl's pale blue dot speech, as well as the speech, This is Water by David Foster Wallace, which you hear a clip of on the intro every time you listen to this podcast, um, these types of activities help me reflect, help me kind of set my perspective a little bit, which can sometimes, I think like everybody, our perspective can get a little out of whack. We can get ourselves kind of heads down into our own little worlds and maybe an increased or uh, a heightened sense of self-importance or um, grandiosity or, you know, just an ego that hasn't been checked. And we start to think that the world revolves around us, which of course it doesn't. Um, the theme of this month for around the podcast and with the newsletter is around ownership. And so I wanted to take a few minutes of your time to talk about ownership. And what do I mean by ownership? What, what do we need to own in our lives? And I'm not talking the type of ownership like you own your car or you own your house or material goods in general, but kind of the deeper things that we need to take ownership over. And so I think there's three things primarily, and I guess ultimately one big thing, but let's talk about the three components of ownership that I think are really important that we should put some energy and some intention into. So the first of these things we should own are our values. And values are really just the things that are most important to us, taken from abstract and put into you know a word or a short statement, something that we can actually rationalize and understand. And so there's no shortage of values out there. I think everybody's got uh, the things that are most important to them. What I don't think is common is that we're all really, really aware of what our values are, and we take ownership of the behaviors that reflect those values. So those are the first two, values and behaviors. So let's talk about values. And my question to you is, what are your top three values? Do you know them? Can you name them right offhand? Are they a, a filter for you? Do you look at the world? Do you look at the decisions that you make? Do you look at your own behavior and filter it through these values to see, am I living a life of alignment with my values or misalignment with my values? And, you know, I actually don't really care what your values are. I mean, I care that you have them and I care that you know what they are because I think that fundamentally a lot of our suffering, most of our suffering 
actually stems from misalignment with values. When we care about one thing and we find ourselves doing something else, either for other people or for some deeper underlying need that we're not aware of that we haven't reflected on. And so while you're thinking about your values, I'm going to give you my top three. And so my top three values these days, and they change because life changes, are purpose, family, and health and wellness. And so those t- three things, when I look at my calendar, when I look at my bank account, what, what am I spending my time and my money on? Uh, it better be one of those three things. And if it's not, I really have to examine you know, what's driving that expenditure of resources, whatever it happens to be. And so let's talk about these a little bit. What do I mean by purpose? Purpose is one of those things that's really easy to say. Everybody says they want to live a meaningful, purposeful, uh, oriented, driven life. Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. It breaks down to two things. I want to help people change for the better. I want to reduce their suffering. And I want to help build incredible teams and incredible organizations that are willing and able to tackle some of our biggest challenges collectively. And so those two things, when I think of purpose and the work that I'm doing in the world and this podcast included, it needs to align with one of those two kind of fundamental drivers or purpose. And I'm sure that you have a purpose in life. And I'm curious if you can define it really clearly. And if you can see the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month things that you're choosing to spend energy on, and if it's aligned or misaligned with that, and that would be a place to start, right? If purpose is your top value or a top driver like it is for me, right? my second value is family. And not just family generically, but being engaged and present with my family. Uh, it's really easy in this day and age. I know lots of friends and colleagues that we're all struggling with our attention and our presence because it seems like every time you turn around, there's something to distract you, uh, whether it's social media or the news cycle or just the day-to-day busyness of, of living and taking care of the laundry and the dog walking and the grocery shopping and in there somewhere finding space to read with your toddler. All right, so presence and engagement with my family, that's how I understand that value. And finally, the the value of health and wellness is really a a fitness value. You know, I was diagnosed with type 1 insulin-dependent diabetes uh, when my wife was actually pregnant with our first child, Felix. Um, And that really kind of highlighted for me at a pretty young age how important health and wellness was, how short life really is, which I kind of knew and I've alluded to in other episodes So those three values, purpose, family, and fitness, um, those are what drive me. And when I look at my calendar, when I look at my behavior, which is what we're going to dig into in a second, it should be aligned with one of those three. And if it's not, I really have to question, why am I doing this and who is it for? So let's talk a little bit about behavior. Behavior is really the outward actions, the things that we do and say, and we have to be able to take ownership of those things, because if we don't take ownership of our own actions, then who ultimately bears the responsibility for the things that we do or don't do in the world. I think that sometimes we try and abdicate our responsibility. We try and let go of being responsible for our actions and our or our inactions and try and blame other people for or other circumstances or experiences that we've had um, to take the heat, to take the pressure, to relieve ourselves of the burden of responsibility that ownership um, really, really is. It can be a burden of responsibility to really take ownership of something. But if we don't take ownership of something as fundamental as the choices that we make, um, whether that's, like I said before, action or inaction, things we say or things we don't say, um, 
we'll find ourselves waking up and we'll look around and we'll wonder, how did I get here? And how do I get out of this place if it's a place that is, you know, a place of stuckness or a place of suffering? We have an epidemic in this society of addiction, anxiety, depression, um, mental health challenges. And I'm definitely not a pick yourself up by your bootstraps. It's your sole individual responsibility to be well in a world that can be fundamentally misaligned with wellness. If you've listened to earlier podcasts, you know that I have a real problem with blaming people and for inaction, um, for their own grit and resiliency when the system and the people with power, myself included, um, are responsible in, in a lot of ways for creating the conditions in which it's possible for people to take ownership of their own lives. And so don't mistake this podcast and what I'm saying here to counteract that. I think it's just, it's one of those nuanced conversations that we need to be able to have. But ownership of your values, what you care about, and your behaviors, and whether those are aligned or misaligned, are pretty foundational to living your optimal life and making the most of this journey on this pale blue dot of ours. The final area um, factor that I think we should be thinking about when taking ownership is ownership of our feelings and emotional literacy emotional health and wellness, emotional intelligence is probably one of the most important skill sets that we need as functioning humans to make it through life. Because what happens when we don't take ownership of our feelings is that we remove our ability to have control of our own lives. And so if if we use work language like, oh, she makes me so angry, um, well, then we justify our behavior based on the anger and we outsource responsibility, we outsource ownership to another person or set of circumstances, whether that's a boss or a partner or a parent. Um, and I think that's fundamentally a dangerous way to go about living. I think that taking ownership and taking control of those three realms, values, behaviors, and feelings really is what's going to set you up for, again, living your most aligned, most meaningful life. And all of that ultimately leads to taking ownership for our impacts. So there's a fundamental principle in the right use of power framework that says it doesn't really matter what your intentions are. Um, we need to be responsible for our impacts, our impacts on other people, our impacts on our own life, right? Good intentions are great. I assume you have good intentions for the people that you care about, whether they're your, your kids or your colleagues or your neighbors, right? And sometimes we get misaligned with that. Sometimes our impact doesn't equal our intentions, but we'll hide behind our good intentions. I think if we really step into taking ownership of our impact and apologizing when we need to and changing our own behavior when it's misaligned with what the needs are of the people that we care for or that we serve, you know, I think ultimately if we can take ownership of that, then that's probably the key um, to better leadership, better parenting, uh, better husbanding for me, for sure. Um, when I am aware of my impacts and I strive to align them with my good intentions, that's when I'm living my best life, my most optimal life. And when I suffer the least, right? So one of my goals is to help you, the listener thrive. I also want to help you not suffer. And sometimes those are two different endeavors, um, but we can simplify it. And I hope I did that for you today. Simplify the idea of ownership. What should you take ownership over? Uh, ultimately, I think the biggest ownership that we can have is ownership of our impact, on other people. Um, but to get there, I think the pathway is to take ownership of our values, our feelings, and our behaviors. Those three um, are pretty foundational and pretty fundamental to making sure that we're aligned in life and not suffering and not causing accidentally, unintentionally suffering for other people. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's short episode inspired by Carl Sagan's Pale Blue Dot speech. And I recommend that you check out this episode on my website, www.jeffjeffcoulardcouillard.com slash podcast. And follow the links to this episode and watch the short YouTube clip. It's, it's pretty wild to see um, our planet disappearing into the distance till it becomes a pale blue dot. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And today is newsletter day around here. Every week I send out an email or two that highlights some of these ideas, gives deeper dive into some resources and some readings that you can check out uh, on this journey that we're on together of being human on this speck of space dust. So while you're at the website, just check out any of the sidebars and there should be a spot for you to put your email address in and I will occasionally send out links to workshops and webinars and things that I'm doing that I think you'll find very useful and provide a ton of value for you to help with this journey that we're on together. So again, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll talk to you again next week.